hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Romance at a Glance, YA at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget. With me is my co-host, Jane, in this lovely trilogy series. Hi, Jane. Hi, Bridget. And hello, Vanshi. This is our guest. She is a TikToker, book talker. She posts a lot about YA romance and fantasy, and she has incredible hair. I have to point that out. That was my number one thing. I was looking for people to invite on the show. Uh, and the hair really stuck out to me. Um, beautiful hair, beautiful, like luscious curls, waves, incredible. Well, thank you so much, honestly. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much for being here. Um, do you want to tell the people a little bit about your sort of channel and what you do on Book Talk? Yeah, um, I, I review books. I make like comedy skits and stuff um, just on books. And I talk a lot about the romance, especially in Shadow and Bone and The Cool Prince, actually, and Shatter Me. I think those are my big three that I really talk about. So, yeah. Nice. Are you are you Team Darkling or are you? I'm Team Alina, you know, like well, yes. well, I'm Team Ben Barnes. I do love Ben Barnes in this show, though. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did see one TikTok you made that was like, um, Alina describing Zoya and Genya better than she describes any of the male characters. She does. Like, she does. Like very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Very. I'm very anti Mal. Is my. <laughs> I'm a very. Oh, anti Mal. What do you think about him in this series? I'm sorry, we did a whole series about this, so we'll get. <laughs> we guys, I promise, we're gonna get it to Queen of Nothing by Holly Black in a moment, but. Um, what did you think about him in the series versus the book? He was a lot. He was a lot sweeter in the series, in the TV show adaptation. I don't know. I, I liked him a lot more. And obviously Archie, he he just he presented Mouse so well. So I was like, wow, you know. Yeah. yeah. I agree. I think he definitely was like a thousand percent better on the TV show than in the book. In the book, I'm like, why is such a whiny ass bitch just because she has cool powers? <laughs> and uh, on the show, I'm like, oh, oh, well, <laughs> little teddy bear, come here, little cinnamon roll, and little hook. Okay, well, you guys, today we are taking a quick deep part from that, and we are going to talk all about fairies and kings and queens. And I, for one, am excited to talk about The Folk of the Air, book number three. Sad to be finished, but uh, I could live in it forever. The characters are so endearing, and I want to follow their misadventures forevermore, but excited to be talking about it with you guys, so. Yeah. Do you guys have any initial thoughts before we get into the whole book? Um, Like, coming into, here, let me rephrase. Coming into book three, what did you think was going to happen? So book two ends on a massive cliffhanger. Obviously, we had to wait at the time, had to wait quite a long time for the next book to come out. It was brutal. (laughs) Um, What did you guys think? Like, did you see the twist coming? Did you, at that point, were you like, fuck Cardan? (laughs) What did you think? Tell me about you. No, I I could tell, like, Cardan is such a simp for Jude. I knew there was going to be something, you know, something there. Because I was like, this boy, he's in love with her. Like, I knew, I knew there was something else to it but um but i didn't quite realize what it was until obviously nice i read queen of nothing how about you jane queen of nothing i I read so i didn't read this when it first came out i read it like in a row um and i once again remembered visceral visceral (laughs) rage for jude i feel everything jude feels so keenly (laughs) i'm obsessed with her as the main character when carter exiled her oh i loved carton at this point loved him 
he's one of my favorites, but um, was very prepared for Jude to like burn down all of Fairy. It was like, she should do it. I think actually maybe she should murder Cat Carden after all. First book, I was so stoked for her to kill him. I thought that's where it was going. Second book, I was like, okay, no, all right. They're gonna do it there. Third book, I was like, no, she should kill him. <laughs> he should die. I think he should die. For sure. <laughs> um, I, I definitely thought the third book was going to go a much different way when I initially read it. I thought the third book was going to be like Wrath and Brimstone. Mm-hmm. And like she was going to come back and like burn that shit to the ground yeah. and be like, yeah. no, fuck you. I am the queen. And just like <laughs> basically like level Fairyland to her bidding. So when it came out and it was different, I was like, oh, okay. Well, that's a, an okay way to go. It was the exact, exact opposite. Like, yeah, I was definitely expecting her to be filled with rage, but she starts the third book very much like... So sad. Like she's in exile, wallowing the days away, watching anime and taking odd jobs (laughs) (laughs) of like occasional murder. Um, I, but I love the scene. I love that she's still, the whole thing with the third book is her, Jude is definitely changing and Jude is definitely like becoming more vulnerable with people and learning to trust people a lot more than she has in the last couple books. But Mm -hmm. her ambition and her rage and like crazy bitchness is not misplaced. It's still very much there in full swing. Um, but she also is kind of at the mercy of her own feelings. Not because they've taken control of her, but because Cardin's like actually returning them. And the idea of Cardin returning her feelings is like what undoes her. And the idea of the beginning that she, because like, she was undone by her feelings in the beginning, she's like in so much shame and anger with herself that she can't even bring herself to go to fairy, which makes sense. Um, but I'm glad that we got like not just wallowing. Like I love the Grandma Mog duel. I think that's so good. And I specifically love the scene when afterwards, when she's on the bus, like bleeding out <laughs> on the bus and everyone's like either staring at her or like very purposefully not <laughs> looking at her. So good. All right, well, let's get into it. Cause obviously Jane was supposed to just give an initial reaction. Oh, you guys, so she's pretty awake. So she loves the book so much. <laughs> it's okay, Jane. Well, let's get this shit popping and let's get into it. Romance at a glance. Uh-huh. Romance. At a glance. So one thing that I thought was cool about this book was that it started with you knowing finally what Cardin's like prophecy was um, about him being the destruction of the crown and the ruination of the throne and out of his spilled blood, a great roller can rise. And I, for one, sometimes I'm a little like, on the fence about prophecies and books. Cause I feel like sometimes they could be a real crutch. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this one though, this one was like very literal. Like I feel mm-hmm. like she should have figured it out sooner. Like Vanjie, <laughs> what did you think about this whole prophecy thing? Yeah. I mean, it was a uh, dude. She, she's very clever. She's very like, apt. she, she gets there. She's quick. Um, she's busy and stuff. So uh, yeah, she should have really figured it out. Um, but at the same time, I'm also prophecies are very like, up there you know out there you know um so I get why she just didn't quite realize what was going on so yeah well she like definitely what I like about Jude she's super super smart always three steps ahead of everybody even though she feels like she's one step behind um but her especially in the third book her pride being hurt and her shame at letting her feelings take over I think stops her from 
getting where she needs to go brain-wise because she's so consumed in the shame that she feels for letting Cardin outsmart her and outwit her and, like, losing control and agreeing to be Queen of Fairy and, like, submitting to the fantasy of actually belonging there for once. So I like that in-world explanation for why she doesn't get there, but at the same time, there are a few things in book three that are so obvious to me that really feels like Jude should have should figure that out. I mean, number one, the whole exile thing, extremely yeah. obvious to me, extremely obvious to me that she could pardon herself. And I guess because she was ashamed and whatever, but like, come on, <laughs> like that she's yeah. grown up to like getting out of those kinds of things. And she doesn't understand that the crown, she is the crown and she can pardon herself. I don't know. That felt a little, I don't know. Jude would know. I just feel like Jude would know. She's smart. She's too smart for that. <laughs> she even says that at one point in her internal monologue, like, wait, did he do that on accident? And like, I can pardon myself and he just fucked that up. And then she's like, no, that can't be <laughs> no. it. And I'm like, <laughs> Jude, you're killing me. You're killing me, Smalls. I, I do think the the flashes of her, so she obviously is like in a real funk at the beginning, but the flashes of her uh, self-worth and her like you said earlier her rage come through when someone says something and she's like in her mind she's like like fuck you I'm the high queen of L fame like yeah. and then I'm like oh no I'm not anyone now you yeah. know what I mean I'm yeah. like no yeah. Jude you are the high you queen yeah. go out there girl yeah I want to know um because I feel like in the very beginning I want to know what you guys think about Taryn um because I will say like I said before online people loathe loathe Taryn. They hate her so, so much because she, at this point, has betrayed Jude many, many times. And at the beginning of the third book, like, you think that this is going to be something that Jude's going to have to deal with, but it's Taryn that comes to her. Um, and she kind of, I don't know, what do you guys think about that? I think Taryn, she's quite, she's quite a bland character, especially in the start. And she's, like, very easily, like, manipulated by Locke and his, like, his fairy, like, charms and stuff. So I'm, um, I'm a bit like, oh, come on, like, she's your sister. She's your twin. You should kind of be on her team. You should be on Team Jude. But she's, she's, she gets swept away by Locke and does whatever he says. And then coming in, and now she's, now she's um, coming to Jude with her, with this big problem. She's, like, killed Locke so um <laughs> so she's begging Jude for help like when Jude really has like no reason to help her because she's be she's betrayed her and everything but yeah no I get I get that why people loathe Taryn like I, I, I understand it at the same time she is she's got a complex character but not my favorite not my favorite no, no. I mean, it's hard. We don't get to see... They, okay, I actually have not read this yet, because while I love Taryn as a character, she does get under my skin, obviously. Um, but there's that whole, like, ebook interlude from Taryn's perspective, The Lost Sisters. Did either of you read that? Because I did not. Mm-hmm. No, I well, <laughs> no one wants to know what she thinks. I, um, so I, I think that she gets a worse rap, because at the, by the end of this book she has really like redeemed herself in Jude's eyes, like, which is obviously the most important. And she sacrifices quite a lot to help Jude gain back the throne and fight against um, Maddox. And, and she really chooses Jude's side. Um, Kind of like what you're saying that she was kind of under Locke's like fairy spell almost like he was so charismatic. And so, and she wanted to be loved so much that it sort of like clouded her eyes and, and once she got pregnant and and killed him, 
like it was like the veil was lifted and she was like, oh, all along, like Jude's been the one who, you know, I should have been beside. And she apologizes. And then when she finds out she's the high queen of fairy, like she goes to back to rescue her. Like, so she really does like change her character. Like she does have a real evolution because in the first book and second book, obviously she's like doing a lot of betraying and very annoying. But I think in this book, she really shows a lot of growth and maturity as she, and, and just maturity with advising Jude when Jude's mm-hmm. like, I don't know. And she's like, he's in love with you. Like, mm-hmm. it's a good thing. It's okay to be loved and to be, you know, like feel safe and fairy. You've earned it. Um, I, feel so like- I think she gets a worse rap in the trilogy. I think book two, I was like, yo, burn her <laughs> at the stake. But in, in this book, she's a good character. I feel like the whole thing with Locke, um, what, I mean, like, yes, being charmed by him, but I feel like it was Taryn trying to convince herself that she could survive and belong in Fairy without Jude, like, with the betrayals um, and even, like, betraying her with Maddox. Um, but why do you think Taryn resents Jude as much as she does to betray her so many times? Why do you think, I mean, you kind of said why she lets go of that resentment is when she murders Locke, she's kind of on her own again, and I think that, like, she goes back to what it was in the beginning. Um, but why do you think like she resents her at the start? Cause I have, I have a whole thing, but I want to hear what you guys say. I think it's jealousy. I think she's like uh, quite jealous of Jude and like, cause Jude's a very, what's spirited. She's, um, she, she, um, whereas Tara's more of, um, a doormat. She can, you can walk over her kind of, but Jude's even when, uh, even with the other fairies with, um, Carden's whole bullying thing, um, Taryn's the one who kind of gets washed away with it, and Jude's the one who's like the rock against it. Mm-hmm. So I think I think Taryn's quite jealous of Jude, and she wants to show that she has her own, like she can do stuff for herself. You know? Yeah, I mean, at one point she says, "Well, like you were always Maddox's favorite," so I definitely right. think she feels like second best to her. I agree with you there, and I also think she has a real um, Jude wants to find her place but she wants to like earn it and wants to like sort of demand it and like bite someone to get it whereas Taryn want like was raised more or like fit in more with Oriana's sort of thing of like the peacekeeping and like sort of that noble woman like we don't like we make sure we say the right things and we do the right Mm -hmm. things and like know how to make people feel at ease and all this stuff so so I think it's a little bit of like jealousy and also just they're so different. Like she can't find her way the same way that Jude would. <laughs> and also like, they're both afraid all the time. I mean, Jude, you never get to hear Taryn's point of view in these books, but like Jude talks all the time. The whole first book is her talking about how afraid she is her whole childhood, her whole life and how Taryn was afraid right along with her. And so I think Taryn's trying to find some way to not be afraid. And for her, that's, oh, this fairy boy loves me and will marry me. And then I'll have his protection and I'll have a place and I won't have to be so afraid anymore. Yeah, I like that her breaking point uh, leads to murder. I was pleased. I was disappointed that Jude didn't get to kill him because I feel like Jude I thought it was kind of nice that it was, because it was such a shock when she's like, he's dead. What? I killed him. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But Drew would have given him a worse death, I feel like. And that's what I wanted to see. And also, we didn't get to read that he died. Like, he's such a creep. Anyways. um, But I I love it for her character. And I think think that, more than anything, puts 
the reader back on her side in the third book, although clearly not everybody because people really mm-hmm. hate her. Um, mm-hmm. But I do really, I do really like Taryn as a character. I like that she's included. And I like that, I don't know, the whole twin thing being mirrors. And they even say in the mm-hmm. first book when they get into a duel, when they're fighting, Taryn says, I'm your mirror. And like, she's saying that she's Jude's mirror, but in effect, she's saying that Jude is her mirror as well. So yeah, like mm-hmm. she's jealous. She resents her for being like, the two ways you can fit into fairies, either you marry into it or you prove yourself with some kind of talent. Um, and I would, yeah, the resentment of not being able to prove yourself to having to, to marry into it for sure. Um, and then that even fails, like she fails in that. But I think since both of them have failed in their respective ways of trying to fit in, that puts them on like equal ground in the third book to make amends again. Like that makes them equal because they've both, they've both messed up in the thing that they tried to do. Well, Taryn, maybe a little more than Jude. I don't know. Okay. Before we go too far down the road into going back to fairy, I do want to talk quickly about the Grimabog duel. So if you guys haven't read the book in a while, she goes on a little caper to earn some money for her little like shady dealer who she works for and like kills people for and stuff. And she's going to tell a goblin that she can no longer eat fairies out in the mortal world, nor can she eat mortals. And it turns out that she's like a ferocious warlord um, general who's been exiled. Um, And they end up dueling. I personally thought of the whole third book, it was almost the best part of the whole third book. <laughs> like when she says like, Ooh, I know, I think you crave a little violence. I was like, Oh, she gets her. They're going to be yeah. best friends. Yes. <laughs> like very yeah. excited about it. And I felt like that scene Jude, like, like was like the first step of Jude being like, Oh, I still belong here. Like right. I can still do this. Like I can still trick a fairy. I still right. know all the rules. Right. Um, well, yeah, Grandma Mog is like this legendary. She's heard stories of her ever since she was little, and she bests her with a long knife and a pipe on a roof. Right. Like, that's awesome. Right. And I love it, also helps her get her, I think, get her confidence back um, mm-hmm. that she's able to do this and able to, she's still able to trick a fae. Like, she's not, mm-hmm. she's not overcome. She's not beaten, even though Cardin yeah. got one. And she earns, her. like, her respect. Yeah, her. her respect, yeah. Yeah, and does a job. Also, I love the look of, I think his name's Bri- Briarn is the guy that she does jobs for. He's, like, got a big ram head with a little bowler hat. <laughs> I love that. He goes uh-huh. on giving jobs to people. That's so much fun. Um, what did you think about Heather, Banshee? Because I feel like she was... I almost feel like her and Viv had the best love story of this book. Yeah, um, I've, they're really adorable. Um, and also, I, I loved how Heather, like, assumes, like... um that like the father's not okay with it because it is because she's a girl but then it's it's literally that's the only part he's okay with um (laughs) is that she's a human which she's probably just blown away by this whole like she's just so shocked and she's like it's this human entering this whole like fairy landscape and it's just like she's never she's she's grown up so far away from all this this is literally a thing of fairy tales so it's it's quite Mm -hmm. the dynamic's really nice I I enjoyed it yeah yeah from the horror I think that she experiences from the second book it's really I love seeing her in the third book when Jude comes back with her sitting on the steps because in the Mm -hmm. second book I think we're led to believe this is like it Heather is done because it's like Heather Mm -hmm. is so horrified by everything that's happened but the fact Mm -hmm. that she comes and not only is that the first time she's come she comes and sits on the steps like Mm -hmm. very often like I don't know what to do because it's Vivi is so I love them. Um, but I also love I think they 
they have a really good love story in this and like mm-hmm. the angst is very good and the yearning is very good uh, and like both of them trying to stay in fairy for longer to prolong mm-hmm. their um, separation is very sweet but they also definitely I they assume the roles of the comic relief <laughs> in this book I think because yeah, um, sure. every time it's really tense because Jude is under an enormous amount of pressure in this book as she always is um mm-hmm. And every single time, like, I'm going to read, this is what I'm, this is a super silly quote. This is my favorite quote, <laughs> like, almost of the whole series. It's um, a little later when Maddox almost kills Jude, uh, like, after that. Um, and Maddox has, like, plans, they're, like, talking about Maddox's plans to kill Cardin and take the crown. Um, and it goes, it's ridiculous the way everyone acts like killing a king is going to make someone better at being one, Vivi says. Imagine if, in the mortal world, a lawyer passed the bar by killing another lawyer. Great line. Nothing else to say. It speaks for itself. Yeah. Excellent concept. Yeah. Excellent line. Don't yeah. need anything else from it. We move on because it's exactly what we need. I just like those little parts um, where Vivi and Heather just, like, lighten the load for Jude. Like, it means so much. Like, I'm happy. I know, like, I expected, we both expected, like, fire and brimstone and, and high tension and anxiety. But it's really nice to see Jude's community coming around her and supporting mm-hmm. her in these times of trouble. Yeah, I thought their their final thing of Heather being like, I'm going to go back. She's going to wipe my memory. And then she has to come back and earn my love again. I was like, <laughs> I don't love second chance romances typically. However, in this instance, I will say that's the cutest thing of all time. So sweet. It's so sweet. I also, love the also there was a movie with Channing Tatum and Rachel McAdams called The Vow, which if you guys haven't seen it, she loses she all of her short-term memory for like four years. And then he has to basically like court her and make her fall in love with him again. And it is awesome. <laughs> you should all watch it. It's also a tearjerker. You're welcome. Yeah, I remember that being in bookstores and they had those like laminated um, pages with like scenes from the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was too adult for me to read at the time. So <laughs> I did not read it. Um, but I also love... Heather, Heather is such, she's a good character in the second book, but the third book, she really gets to shine. I love that while everything's happening, like, they won't let her in the action, but she will, like, go to the library to, like, read. Like, there's a part where um, Vivian is like, she says that if this were a movie, someone would find a poem about cursed snakes, and it would give us the clue we needed. So she's gone off to find one. The archivists don't know what to do with her. And then Jude's like, she's really adapting to fairy. (laughs) That was really funny. But also she totally does solve it because she comes back and tells them a story. And the story is that they cut the snake open and inside was the boy. And I'm like, right there, people. She did solve it. (laughs) It's on the nose. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So let's talk. So now Jude has accepted the fact that she needs to go back to fairy to go to trial for Taryn because Taryn won't be able to lie under manipulation but Jude is obviously resistant. And so she goes before Cardin, the king, to, as Taryn to lie and say that she did not kill Locke. Meanwhile, the whole time he knows it's her and he's just fucking <laughs> I with her. I actually adore that. Like, that's my favorite <laughs> where Cardin, like, he, the whole time he just knows it's Jude and we can kind of tell, but like, oh. it's just, it's so obvious and it's so adorable. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he keeps like egging her on and asking her questions. And she's like, "Why are you asking me this?" She's getting madder and madder. <laughs> well, this is uh, one of my favorite, like, really subtle details. That's like a great thing about the series. It has all these like little things that you can pick out. Is that um, he recognizes her as soon as she walks through the door, right? He says, "Like as soon as you walked in, I knew who you were." So then it's like, well, then how did he mistake? Taryn for Jude and the reason is because she's wearing the earrings that make you like incredibly beautiful 
Um, the prettier, yeah. And the idea that Cardin saw Taryn was like, whoa, she's really beautiful. That must be Jude. <laughs> she's so also, really beautiful. Also, he was poisoned and yeah, like barely poisoned. alive. <laughs> but I'll choose, it's I'll accept. Oh. The earrings. <laughs> the earrings. It's the earrings. <laughs> I'll, I'll accept the romantic view of it. Um, I just like it. So that scene sort of goes to a point where he's like asking her all these questions. And she's finally like, Jude never loved Locke. Like she loves someone else. He's the one she'd want dead. And like, he's, he's like, okay, enough. Yeah. Like what's going on here? He, he, like, I love that he like takes her in the back room. And I love how casual it is Cause he does not realize that she thought she, she was really exiled. And so he's like, didn't you get my letters? And she's like, <laughs> Letters. You're what? He's like, you never replied. And then I thought maybe you misplaced them. And then I was like, this must be a test. Okay. Um, and she's like, what are what you letters? talking about? Yeah. Uh, like, speaking <laughs> of letters, when I read those letters for the first time, <laughs> you let me tell you, <laughs> romance. Um, actually, I'm just gonna go ahead and read them. They're short, Please. but I'm determined. Okay. They're Please. amazing. Favorite part. Oh, so they're not actually in the book right. itself. Right. We it's... never see them. We never really hear much about them besides the fact that later we learn that Cardin's mother, who is staying at the palace, burns all the letters before they Burn. get to Jude. Um, and Cardin, of course. My villain origin story right there. Yes, villain. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and uh, yeah, Cardin, of course, thought that Jude would get what he was saying. Jude did not. Um, so then he writes her these letters. This is in one of the special editions of the books, but it's also online. That's why I'm reading it. Okay. The first letter he sends, Jude, you are perhaps only being overcautious, but I am writing to inform you that all is settled between the Undersea and Elfheim. The treaties are signed in seafoam and blood. Expectantly, Cardin. Jude, since I cannot imagine there is much in the human lands to interest you, I can only suppose your continued absence in Elfheim is due to me. I urge you, come be angry at a nearer distance. Cardin. Jude, you are in no mood for games. Very well. I am in no mood for them either. Let me write it outright. You are pardoned. I revoke your banishment. I rescind my words. Come home. Come home and shout at me. Come home and fight with me. Come home and break my heart if you must. Just come home. Cardin. Jude, not even responding to my missives is ridiculous and beneath you. <laughs> Cardin. To the high queen of Elfheim. Above me is the silvery moon that shines down on you. Looking at it makes me recall the glint of your blade pressed against my throat and other romantic moments. I do not know what keeps you from returning to the high court, whether it is vexation with me or whether having spent time in the mortal world, you have come to believe that a life free of the folk is better than one ruling over them. In my most wretched hours, I believe you will never come back. Why would you, save for your ambition? You have always known exactly what I am and seen my failings, all my weaknesses and scars. I flattered myself that at moments you had feelings for me other than contempt. But even were that true, they would make but a thin gruel besides the feast of your other greater desires. And yet my heart is buried with you in the strange soil of the mortal world, as it was drowned with you in the cold waters of the undersea. It was yours before I could admit it, and yours it shall ever remain. Carded. I love those letters. First of all, is but a thin gruel beside the feast of your other greater desires. I love, I 
love that so much. And I love the way, I just love the way Cardin thinks of Jude and thinks about Jude because, like I've said before, every single other character in this series underestimates her and thinks that she's just immortal, that, like, you know, she's just desperately trying to fit in. They only think about her mortality and how she's going to die one day and her weakness. But Cardin from the like beginning is like she is terrifying she is ambitious she doesn't care about anything all she cares about power and you know what i'm into it guess what <laughs> me too Carden. me too i totally get it i love these letters so so much they're so good literally same i, I i'm obsessed with them these letters when i first read them um i didn't realize because i i i think it's only in the barnes and nobles edition and yeah I yeah yeah so um we don't have barnes and nobles yet so um so when i first saw them i was just i was like you've never read these what how did you never read these and okay so there was one more letter after after the one you ended with it was just like do 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 yeah and then it just ended like please do so i i just thought it was so funny how it went from him just pouring his heart out with all his uh, like flowery prose to just him trying to annoy her to come back to (laughs) come back you know like i was just like oh i love that i love the transition between the letters from like like very formal like i don't know if you don't know this but like you know it's all good so you can come back now uh, and it's like um I guess you're mad at me well come be mad at me like here instead of where you are right now and then it's like okay well it's not funny anymore <laughs> I don't, I don't like whatever you're doing right now just like come back and then it's like the silvery moon gazes upon me yeah. and the ribbons on the sea yeah. like oh, it's so good I love him honestly this is why I, he's literally a simp he's just a complete he's a simp, simp. Yeah, but respect, oh, sure. respect on his name. Someone has to do it mm-hmm. besides me. Okay, I can't be the only <laughs> person who sips for you. I, in general, like it because when she obviously she comes back, she's super mad. She like slaps him in the face. He's like, I guess I deserve that. He's like, I thought you'd figure it out, and you think I was so clever. And she's like, You're a fucking idiot. I hate you. Um, and but I love that like right away in public, someone like says something nasty to her, and he's like, She's my wife. And the rightful queen, high queen of L fame, and definitely not in exile. And he's like, like all the things he says are so just so wonderful. Like, so wonderful. and he's she says to him like, "Mortals are fragile," and he's like, "Not you. You never break." And I'm like, it just gets her. It just loves her so much. I it's so that great as well. I also like mm-hmm. the line um, when she falls from the rafters of the banquet, um, and that's when he's like, oh, she's the, it. yeah, she's like, he's like, oh, she's the high queen, not Nagla, blah, blah, blah. But before that, she thinks that she's about to be taken away and imprisoned, and in her mind, she goes, if he sends me to the Tower of Forgetting, I wonder if he'll visit. <laughs> so Aww. good. Like, the greatest thing with Jude in this, both of them become so sappy in this book, which <laughs> <laughs> some people don't like, yeah. they like the enemies part, but I like it. Yeah. Um, but I love that in between these bits of Jude being, like, so recalcitrant <laughs> and, like, angry at her own feelings and in denial and being like, he's an asshole, he's an idiot, I don't like him. But then there'll be these little moments where she's, like, not schooling herself and she'll think to herself, like, if he sends me the tower of forgetting, I really hope that he visits me. Just because she, like, <laughs> they, they are in love. I don't know if <laughs> yeah. you knew that. Mm-hmm. So good. Yeah, she asked him at one point about the letters, and he's like, she's like, what was in them? And he goes, pleading mostly, beseeching me to come <laughs> yeah. back. And I was like, oh, you sweet, ah, sweet boy. So the one thing, so here's my one thing about this. Like, in general, I enjoy, like, the sweet, sweet, like, 
love of it. But I also do feel like, and I, I agree with some people, and I felt this way the first time I read this book, and even the second time, like, it becomes a little bit too sweet. Like, everything works out a little bit too well in this book compared to the previous book. So in the previous books, like, shit goes wrong a lot. Yeah. And in this book, like... I like a good happily ever after, but it's like a little bit too happily too ever easy. after. Like, yeah, like everything is a little bit too easy. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's some bloodshed and he get turns into a giant serpent for a hot second. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> like, aside from that, like all her, again, like her, her sister who was betraying her is now mm-hmm. on team Jude. Right, right. Like her, you know, her father, Maddox, who's fighting against her and trying to take her crown and, and you know, Cardin's crown, as soon as she beats him, is like, oh, well, I tried my shot mm-hmm. and everything's okay now yeah. and we can all get pizza in the mortal world together while I'm in exile. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Like, Oriana, like, who hasn't been nice to her her whole life, is, like, kind of being nice towards the end. And I just felt like a little bit like even the advisors who've been dicks to her are now like trusting her and like listening to her advice. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. but I don't feel like they would. I feel like they're still ancient fairies who would still be very fairy in their Mm -hmm. like, like, oh, for the rest of your life, I'm going to try to get around you. Right. And even like ghost betrays her. But then it turns out, oh, he only betrayed her because someone knew his true name. You know what I mean? Like everything I just thought it was like for a book that was so filled with conflict um, conflict, and just like a simmering yeah. broth of uncertainty yeah. as to what could happen, like who might betray who, right? Thank yeah, you. God, I'm on my good. game today. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> once I started talking about the right book, I'm just playing all the news. So like that for me is the thing about this book I don't like. So the other mm-hmm. two books, five stars. This book for me is four stars just because it's so wildly different in tone mm-hmm. to the other two for me. Mm-hmm. And I do really like that she, like at one point she says something about like how do two people who have their walls up like take down their walls and she says something like one brick at a time or, yeah, yeah, or like one thing at a time, which I, I think is a lovely sentiment and I think for her character really works. But I do wish that something wasn't working because it's all work. It all ends up just fine. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And at this point, I feel like, I mean, the in-world explanation for that, I guess, is that at this point, I mean, the Wicked King is so filled with problems with for for jude i mean everyone again everyone betrays her no one does what she expects them to do even cardin at the end she thinks she's getting what she wants she actually isn't she feels like overwhelming shame um and i get i mean the lesson for her her growth in this book for both her and cardin because they're really similar is again like learning to open yourself up to people learning to rely on people where jude has failed where jude has failed in the past is being on her own. She excels mm-hmm. at it. She's really great, better than anybody else could be. But it's mm-hmm. always the thing that brings her down is that she doesn't trust anyone else. She doesn't take anyone else into her confidence. Um, yeah. And that leads to a lot of misunderstandings, miscommunications. If she had trusted Cardin, which he tries to get her to do all throughout book two, she would have known at the end of book two that he wasn't actually exiling her so in the third book i understand that where they are right now is things are finally coming together because they finally have that trust in each other and like the group of Terran, 
uh, Vivian and Heather, even Grandma Mog, Cardin, like that. They're really solid. Um, and, and Roach and the bomb um, mm-hmm. and the ghost. Like they all trust each other, all really solid. And because they do, throughout the entire book, they're working together, then mm-hmm. things come a lot easier to them. I get that's like the point of the book. But I agree that they could have done a little more before that. Like I don't think Maddox think Maddox had to go um and I like Maddox as a character and I think that he and Jude's relationship is really interesting and really like captivating to read but I don't and I do think his punishment was very brutal for him but then right after that Vivi is like I can't wait to teach him how to order a pizza and go to the grocery store which like I know like you hate him you've sworn to hate hate him him for all eternity yeah hey hold on what about your vow (laughs) you just vowed to hate him forever that's what I'm saying you killed your parents like it all ends up too perfectly like when she goes and then the other weird thing for me sorry like as we skip all the way to the end but the other weird (laughs) thing for me at the very end she said something like oh I wonder if Cardin will be cruel about the mortal world or will like say something mean about the food or whatever. And I was like, what are you smoking, bro? Like this whole <laughs> book, as you said, man, she's been a simp this whole book. He's not going to say shit to you. He's afraid of yeah. you that you're going to stab him. Yeah. And also <laughs> that boy is in love with you. He told you straight mm-hmm. to your face. Like mm-hmm. he's not going to say mean things about your home or your childhood home, I guess. Like that to me, was like a little weird. I'm like, what about your dad who also tried to kill you guys? <laughs> And also killed your real parents, but, like, he gets to come to family dinner? I don't know. I thought that was weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, no. Totally agree. He gets to live with you guys, and Oriana moves with him. Oh. I That's also confused me. Why does Oriana go with him? Because she went, in she went to go with Oak, book, to go be with Oak. Well, it's that, are and, that it's, I mean, it's and Maddox, but Oak. Right, it's that she decides to move with Maddox, but, like, she could have yeah. been with Oak without being right right she did liberty for sure and in the end of like the first book she says your father or your father and i have an understanding we don't pretend with each other um Mm -hmm. but she stays really loyal to maddock and i you know i kind of wish we got more about oriana like i wish she got to explain herself a little more because she's an interesting character too yeah but really she's she's just boiled down to being like oak's mom and like that's that's pretty much it, which is like fine, but yeah, I don't know. It loses some of the layers that I think it has in the first couple books. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to tell you guys another sweet line that Cardin says because I know you guys like it. Okay, he says, Mock me all you like, whatever I imagine then. Now it is I who beg and grovel for a kind word from your lips. His eyes are black with desire. By you, I am forever undone. And I was like, Oh shit. All right. Look at you. <laughs> okay. I. Love that part. Cardin has so many really, really good bits in this where um, he and Jude, they, they lose the the enemy thing, but they still have a little bit of conflict. There's one specific part I'm thinking of. It's when she slaps him. Um, I wonder if I copied it. They go to the gardens. Um, it's when she's like officially the queen again. Um, and they go into the gardens to talk. because she's like, whatever your plan is, better tell me right now, because I'm not playing games. <laughs> tell me what's up. And he tells her about, like, the whole letter thing. He tells her, I didn't really mean. I thought you would, like, admire me for tricking you, right. maybe. <laughs> yeah, um, for sure. And she slaps him. And he grabs her wrist and, like, entwines their fingers. And it's, like, something about that. Combine this. Okay, I'm going to pair it with this other part um it's when they're getting together and 
it's just a little line where he's like, you look like a knight in a story tonight. He says softly against my neck, possibly a filthy story. I kick him in the leg and he kisses me again harder. Like that, the push and pull, mm-hmm. pull still stays. Where like, she like attacks him and he's like, nice. He's like, yes, that gets the momentum going. I love mm-hmm. that. I love that. Movie. Yeah, she says something to him when they're also about to get down with the coitus. And she says, <laughs> I missed you. I whispered against his skin and feel dizzy with the intimacy of the admission. More naked than when he could see every inch of me in the mortal world when i thought you were my enemy i still missed you i was like sweet june just guarding her little heart yes (laughs) and then he says my sweet nemesis how glad i am that you returned that's so good he has so many great little names for her Mm -hmm. um my sweet nemesis being one of them very romantic that's how i want to be referred to i don't want any of this any of this nonsense nothing sugary i want like Evil, evil woman. Evil attemptress. <laughs> My sweet nemesis. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Angie, what did you think about Maddox, like, getting Ma- pardoned? Or, like, get, like, because he's so proud of her in one regard. And- yeah. No, I don't think it really fit his ending. His ending, I don't think it really fit because, for one, like, I thought for, uh, Maddox, like, Angie's, like, father-daughter dynamic was really, it was really interesting because, on one hand, he killed her parents. Um, but on the other hand, it, they also, she also, I think she also had kind of a, like a, like a desire to be like, to, um, to outshine him, to show like, Oh, I can do this and I'll do it against your like desires and I'll prove you wrong. And like, obviously, cause that was what was driving her and stuff. So um, I was just thinking, I, I'm just thinking, yes, he, he got like, abandoned stuff i feel like there's it just didn't fit his ending i thought something something harsher something more suited to him and i don't think he would have been happy either just being i think he would definitely try to resist try to plot his way back into Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. messing up messing up things further well, yeah. he, it's, they set up their relationship in such a way. When Jude is pretending to be Taryn, I really, really love all the scenes with Maddox in that mm-hmm. bit. Um, one of the really great Maddox lines is when he thinks he's talking to Taryn um, and he figures out Taryn murdered Locke. And he says, perhaps what led you to end Locke's life is more my fault than yours. If it's hard for you to bear what you did, give me the weight. And that's what an incredibly tender and touching thing to say. Maddox occasionally, like through all three books, knows exactly how to show love to his children. He has these amazing moments um, where it's really clear that he truly loves them. But that makes it more painful that it's said like over and over again through his actions that love is not his motivator. Love will never be what drives him. He might feel it. But his number one interest is always going to be in power and bloodshed because that's how he's made. Um, And Jude gets that from him. Um, It's like his instincts are honed in battle. And sometimes he can't stop himself from following those instincts, which is a weakness and a failing that leads him to actions he regrets, which is also interesting about, about him. Because even though he does things he regrets because of the life that he's made for himself, he still keeps doing it. <laughs> like he does it again and again. Um, yeah. and the part also I like where it's what you thinks is her last night there. Um, and she says, and if I am particularly kind that evening, particularly deferential, if I laugh particularly loudly, it is because I know I will never do this again. I will never have him 
behave like this with me again. But for one final night, he's the father I remember best and the one in whose shadows I have, for better or worse, become what I am. And I think that's when their relationship, like especially when he almost kills her, should be severed, where she mm-hmm. she's like accepting that she loves him. She's always going to love him, but he's not going to be the father or the like loving He's not going to forgive her needs. for betraying him and not choosing yeah. their family and not choosing to help him. Because yeah. he says that in, in the last book. He's like, you know, I, you've, I underestimated you once. I will, won't underestimate you again. Like, we, if you choose this, we are on opposite sides of the conflict. And then yeah. even in this book, he says something like, you know, every time I think you cannot rise any higher, you prove me wrong when he finds yeah. out she's high queen. Yeah. And, and he stabs her. Like, he tries to kill he her in this book. He <laughs> literally runs her through with the sword. And she only survives because she's high queen. And mm-hmm. she puts some dirt in there and magics her <laughs> ass back to life with high queen powers. And, like, for me, for her character, it didn't make any sense that she didn't execute him. Like, she should have, at least in my opinion... She should have known, like, to your point, he's never going to come. He's always going to come back. He's never going to stop. He can't. It's just not in his nature. Mm-hmm. And she should have known, like, oh, okay. And, like, he tried to kill me, and I'm the high queen, and he knew that when he tried to kill me. Also, he, I'm his kid. He tried to murder me. Yeah. Like, and she should have, like, when he asked for a swift death, like, that was all he asked was, like, a swift death. Mm-hmm. Um. And I think she should have granted it. And I wish she had killed him. Like, because I think that would have been a really That's nice moment for the two of them to have a thing where he said, like, like, basically, like, I'm proud of you. Like, I wish we could have been on the same side of all this. But, like, look at you. You're high queen. Like, yeah. I made you what you are. And she's yeah. like, I know you did. Or, like, I, you know, it's because of you that I could be this ruthless. And he's like, you know. I know you could do it. Like I taught you where to aim. And she's like, pop right between the ribs. I don't know. That's, that's what I wanted. Cause then it would have made more sense if like Oriana went to the mortal world to live with Oak. Like they could have had a nice family moment, but like, I just, I just don't think Maddox should have made it. No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think he should have died in the battle. I think the battle lasted two was too short. And I think that's why that's where he should have died. Battle was very short. Yeah. Battle was short. I guess. Can't get everything you want. Um, but yeah, I agree. I mean, the complexity is lost there. And he, yeah, it's a really interesting relationship that gets a very weird ending where they don't yeah. really even have final words to each other besides what Jude, yeah. like, exiles ex- 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 him and that's it. Right. But whatever. Yeah. And then um, one thing, this is completely off topic, but yeah. one thing I really like about Grimma Mog is she, <laughs> once she gets appointed to be the general, like, she helps... Um, Jude recognized like oh hey like you're at the top of the pyramid and you yeah. tell the other people what to do so at one yeah. point she's like I need to find the royal astro- astrologer and she's like don't be ridiculous you're a queen if you need him yeah. he can come, to, come you. to you and I was yeah, like I that's that right <laughs> eat your ass no these fools come to you now like you're yeah. the queen yeah. and she's like oh yeah Taryn <laughs> set me up a dope ass throne room so all these fools can come <laughs> I love that too I love that she assigns that task to Taryn and that Taryn like successfully pulls it off like 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 using Taryn's skills it's not useless yeah. like what she learned to do yeah. I like that I also like um when Cardin is gone uh Vanji what do you think about I really like these like are kind of carried through the last two books where when Cardin and Jude are left alone to rule they try to emulate one another um and but they only have like half the dynamic but there, there's one part I really like 
where she is talking to the living council and they're like disapproving of her plans and she's like well if you have any if you have anything to say like maybe you want to go to the tower forgetting (laughs) and in her mind she's like uh i know like i'm turning into a tyrant and but like cardin's not here to check me so i'm just gonna do what i have to do (laughs) what do you think i like like their dynamic what do you think about it Han and June's dynamic. I've always, I've always really loved it. I loved it when it was the enemies, and then how it kind of like converted, transformed into their later dynamic. But I, I just love how Jude is just such a badass. Like I'm obsessed with Jude. Um, how and I like how she can just take control. She, she's, she's ruthless, and she doesn't like, she doesn't regret it. She's like, I am who I am. I am, mm-hmm. I am badass. I am the queen you know so and I, I love that about her I really do I yeah yeah I also like the part where um she tells the bomb like if anyone is thinking of uh killing me I want to hear about it you can't even come <laughs> to me about it you just kill yeah. them like immediately yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's so like funny. she's like I don't have time for that I got other I got yeah. bigger problems my husband's a snake just murder them all <laughs> carte blanche do you bob <laughs> blow some shit up like i don't need to hear about it i like that too that's the other reason why it just like doesn't make sense to me like the ending of the book like you said the battle happened really fucking fast there was like no repercussions for uh Nicasia or any of like the sea queen yeah, who rebelled up. against them Nicasia like had you captive in the ocean <laughs> for yeah. months and at the end yeah. it's like Please protect Cardin, June. Uh-uh. You have not been there for Car- for Cardin. I don't want to hear yeah. it, Nikasia. Nikasia, yeah. like I like the part where Kay, the Lord Roybin's consort, punches her in the yeah. face. That's the best yeah. part of Nikasia <laughs> in the third book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like sense. I just wanted, like, I just wanted her to be a little bit more fire and brimstoney with everyone but Cardin. After his, her initial slap of him, like, you're a stupid, stupid boy. Like, mm-hmm. I can't believe you thought this was a good plan. <laughs> and then after that, she, like, I'm happy with the way their relationship progressed. But I do wish Jude had dealt out some more beheadings and shit uh, once the battles were over. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, okay, Nicasia, like, cool. You tried to kill Cardin and me and, like, tortured me cool well your mom or your mom did so your mom's no longer queen because it turns out i'm high queen i could decide things Mm -hmm. you get to be queen but you're gonna be my bitch (laughs) (laughs) agree agree what did you think of the court of teeth as villains of this book because there's no main three book villain there's like kind of like a villain per book um so what do you think of them for this book this would be like the Lord, the Lord Lady, and then Queen Surin. I thought the bridal, I thought the bridal thing was kind of like creepy and sad mm-hmm. um, that they had their queen like trapped in this magical bridal so they could control her. Um, but I don't feel like they got enough screen time for me to like be afraid of them. Like, yeah. why was she in the bridal? Yeah. What are her powers? What are their powers? Like, yeah. what is the cord of teeth? Like, okay, yeah, they have like. Or they used to have a badass general, but it's hers now. So, like, what's the... I don't know. I, I, I mean, I think they were, like, a good um, ally for Maddox to have because they were, like, suitably, like, insane feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I don't feel like I got enough out of the daughter. And then, like, when Oak um, pardons her and, like, sets her free and they, like, strip the titles from everyone so now she's no longer a queen or captured... And then she has like filed down teeth and stuff. And Jude's like, whoops, maybe they're <laughs> having her in a bridal for a reason. I love that. And part, I'm like, yeah. 
But we didn't like find out enough. What is the reason? Yeah, I definitely wanted to see more. I like I like the restraint of these books, but sometimes it's too restrained where they don't show me any of the cool stuff. Yeah, they didn't really feel like formidable um, antagonists to me. No, I mean Maddox is the real. I mean he's the real antagonist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least to me. What about um? Well, this is the big, on the other side romance of Queen of Nothing is The Bomb and the Roach. Feelings on that. Aww. Just the warmest fuzzies over here. The warmest fuzzies. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I, 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 of course, I enjoyed their dynamic, but I think you, you just didn't see enough of them. Like, of course, they're, they're good. it's a good romance. But one, it's, I think it's quite convenient because, like, everyone, I, I kind of don't like it at the end of um, the series when everyone just kind of gets coupled mm-hmm. off. And everything's yep. just happy, lovey-dovey for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I also love the characters. So it's like, oh, I'm happy that if they're happy, you know? So it's, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Like, you don't I liked it, stuff. especially because Jude connected with her queen power and healed him. So I liked mm-hmm. it, especially for mm-hmm. that. And, like, the first thing he said is, I'm dying and I love you. Because yeah, <laughs> he yeah, thought yeah. he's dying, which I always think is really sweet. She's like, you're not dying. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, oop. Um, um, okay. But I totally agree with you, Banshee. That happens all the time. Like, even the ghost is now looking at Taryn all the yeah, time. Interesting. That's an like, interesting love story. Cares? <laughs> I mean, like, because there wasn't enough time. It was like a hint that, like, he was feeling some feelings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this bitch is immortal, pregnant mm-hmm. with a fairy baby. She ain't got time for your problems, ghost. That's true. She knows your true name. Like, she doesn't have time to be your yeah. wife. Like, I don't know. That felt a little. I, I like it felt a little convenient again like all of the stuff in this book felt a little too convenient for me everything was just a little too rosy mm-hmm. everything worked out a little too well yeah i agree i mean i feel like like she had to make a really hard decision to kill the snake versus like putting the bridle on it and she like wanted it for a hot second because she's like i have so much power and i'm like you're already the high queen like you don't need this random ass snake <laughs> you already <laughs> have a lot of power yeah um well, yeah, I yeah. yeah. I just feel like books one and two, I ended on such a high. I was like, yo, yes, yes, yo, yes. yo, these books are yes. crazy. And this book I ended and I was like, okay, well, that's nice, I guess. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that was yeah, kind yeah, of my... Nice. Yeah. <laughs> the, romance, the romance is really like, it was like so sweet, but... It's strong. The plot was kind of... Very weak in this one. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Plot-wise weak, but I think that the relationship... He said is done really well. I like, and it is. I like the first book makes it seem like this series is just about Jude and like that it's going to be more plot focused mm-hmm. with a romance on the mm-hmm. side. Um, second yeah. book kind of has the same thing. Third book is entirely about Jude and Cardin, which because I mm-hmm. love the characters, I love, yeah. but it's just not mm-hmm. the potential that it could get to. Um, mm-hmm. As far as Jude and Cardin's, okay, Cardin kind of gets more character development than jude like jude learns to trust people but jude's development is going from mortal girl in fairy world who doesn't fit in to being high queen of elfheim badass everyone is afraid and Mm -hmm. in love and obsessed with her as they should be Mm -hmm. uh but cardin is the one who goes from being this like afraid masked um cruel person who yeah yeah like heart of stone to being um open and to accepting and like the second book is good because you see him making forming relationships outside of Jude who of the people who like him. The third book is him, I think, coming into his 
power and coming into and like accepting his feelings for Jude, even if they're not returned. Um, and I really like, I really, really like his love confession. It's really sweet. And of course I have it written down. Hold on. I'm going to find it. Okay. Um, it's when they're talking, it's right before classic. It's right before, um, they go to meet Maddox before Carden gets turned to a snake and they go to talk a little privately and Jude is like, she's letting you know, like he's going to challenge you in a duel. Um, please be careful. And he says that like you will do anything for love. And he's like, "Who's love?" And she's like, "I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> who could? Who love? Who could? Who could? Be, who's in love right now?" And he goes like right away, no hesitation. He says, "It's you, I love. I spent much of my life guarding my heart. I guarded it so well that I could behave as though I didn't have one at all. Even now, it is a shabby, worm-eaten, and scabrous thing, but it is yours." He walks to the door to the royal chambers as though to end the conversation you probably guessed as much he says but just in case you didn't and then a few lines later it's like i can't believe he said that and just walked out leaving me reeling i'm going to strangle him <laughs> i love that and i love yeah. cardin's confession and i i like their conflict but i really liked seeing cardin able to mm-hmm. come to terms with his feelings yeah, he or like they were he returning. like grew up like he's he really now did. accepted the mantle of like being the mm-hmm. king and the responsibility mm-hmm. of ruling mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, especially with Jude gone for so many months, like he's had to do it on his own. And like, he's like, I didn't realize how hard it was. Cause like, I don't want to do all this work. Come back. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, and accepting his feelings for her and not being ashamed of his feelings for her anymore. I definitely think, I mean, again, the book has a lot of strong points. Um, yeah. Just, it just didn't hit me the same way books one and two did. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what would you guys say is like your overall rating for book three? Well, for me, um, I I rated it. I'm pretty sure on Goodreads, I rated it five out of five because of because of the letters um, for one, and because I just, <laughs> because of the letters. Yes. And because, um, I love the prose, and I love the like the some the, book three had just some of the strongest quotes that I could like pull out, and like I just love mm-hmm. the writing style, the plot was kind of not there, but I did, I loved Jude so much. And I, I think I just rated this entire series five of, of, out of five for Jude, because I just love her so yeah. much. So yeah. yeah. Dude, Jude is, she was Completely dope. agreed. Yeah, I don't care what, it, it could, the plot could be nothing and nowhere, I'd still read it, as long as they get, I told Bridget, like, first episode, uh, if this mm. was just Jude stranded in a desert, all by herself, <laughs> walking for three books, I would still read it, because I am obsessed with her. I know. I feel like this would be like such a good movie. I have no idea. I haven't even Googled if they're like in talks, but like I would watch the shit out of this movie series. Really tough to cast Cardin though. Yeah. Uh, Very, very popular fan cast is Timothy Chalamet, but I don't believe he has the range. I do not believe he he has the range. No, I I don't think he has the looks either, to be honest. Mm -mm. Like, Mm -mm. not not Cardin's. A lot of it is like makeup though. No, well, I also think he'll be too old by the time yeah. they would actually make this. Yeah. You need someone who's like a little bit younger. Mm-hmm. He's not that old, but like by I the fear, time they would make it, he'd be too old. I would fear that they'd make him too muscly and bulky. I mm-hmm. refuse to look at a crime with muscles. He has to be mm-hmm. live and androgynous, anyway. beautiful fairy boy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. That's what I want to see. That's what I want to mm-hmm. see. Jude has to be buff. 
Yeah. She's the one that has to be buff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, love, this was, like, such... <laughs> I just like that whenever Jude looks in the mirror, Holly Black writes it like, I'm looking at my, my muscles, all my muscles. Yeah. Every time I read that, I'm like, very nice, very nice. <laughs> I'll read more of this. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me more. About also, like, that guys. every time Jude gets hurt, she's like, just give me a minute. I'll stitch it up. <laughs> They're like, go to the doctor. What's wrong with you? And she's like... <laughs> I just need about five minutes. Like when Vivi finds her, uh, I know this isn't in this book, but when she finds her, and she's like, what would you have done if I didn't come? She's like, no, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so funny. I love her so much. Yeah, I give it a four. So funny. Okay, so what is your, did you give it five? Oh, you gave it four. I'll, okay. I'll give it a four, just, just in comparison to the other books. But if I had yeah. to put it on, like, online somewhere, if I had to rate it somewhere, I would give it a five because of my loyalty to Jude. I want everyone to know that I, she is my five. <laughs> to Jude. And Nikarta, and Nikarta. But mostly to Jude. Yeah. Honestly, this is hot, I mean, not even a hot take, but, like, I don't know. Of all characters, I'm like, I'm in the world, every character ever written, Jude is one of the best ones ever. I really firmly, I would write a paper on that. So I'm right, let me know if you want to write a paper on that. I will. She's one of the greatest characters. Definitely one of the, if not the best well-written female character of all time. And definitely the best uh, YA protagonist ever, ever. Mm. Just saying. Have you, Avanji, have you read Cinder? No, I haven't. I've, um, I've read, I've only read the first book. I haven't read the other three, but I, I want to read Scarlet so bad because everyone, everyone finds Scarlet their favorite. I don't know why, but, um, I really want to read it. Which one is yeah. that? So they're, um, is it Melissa Meyer? Yeah. 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 And, um, they're basically like, uh, the fairy tales reimagined. So Cinder is Cinderella, but she's mm-hmm. a half cyborg girl. <laughs> And, so and it's awesome. in kind of like a it's kind of in like a futuristic space sort of sci-fi thing so um like scarlet and or like uh, little red riding hood is her name is scarlet um and the wolf that that's in the story is actually like a uh, a soldier who's been like genetically sort of put dna of wolves into him and his thing so they're like hyper aggressive and strong and all this stuff and then you have rapunzel in her tower but it's really like a satellite where she lives in space and she controls all of like this flow of information and the prince is like a space pirate and like it they're <laughs> honest they're great it's a great series but anyways i was thinking about it because i was like i think you would really like cinder jane the books are definitely like a little bit less complex in terms of the writing style Mm -hmm. like i definitely read through them faster but the Mm -hmm. plots are great and she she cinder is a great um as well as scarlet all the all the um female characters in that series are really really well written maybe we'll have to do that one in the future yeah Yeah, i'll have to read that i'll have to read that Yeah, um, and also, if, have- if you like Jude as a Jude as a character, and you, you like the cool prince, if you like, if you're looking for something like quite, it's it's a lot darker. It's, it's it's adult fantasy, but the Poppy War. I'm not sure if have you read it. Um, oh, I keep hearing about no, that, no, no, no. but I it's haven't. A must yet. read. It is so good. Um, it is a lot darker though. It is um a lot darker, but it is very good. And if you like Jude, you'll love Rin. Rin is okay. the iconic. So that's good to know. Thank yeah. you for the rec. Yeah. yeah she also down. she also reminds me slightly of um sabati here's book um torch in the night like i forget the name of the main character but she's also very similar in that sense where she's just like filled with like what am i gonna do how am i gonna do it Mm -hmm. like rage Mm -hmm. and sort of 
mm-hmm. like passion for solving the problem. She's a good character mm-hmm. too. I love angry characters because I feel like my default emotion is rage. So when they're <laughs> angry and they get to be bitches about it, I feel like I get to live through that. Because I don't always get to be the bitch that I want to be. But um, I like that I get to read about it. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us today. Tell everyone how they can find you on TikTok and yeah. let the people know. Um, yeah. My TikTok's escapism with Banshee, escapism W Banshee. Um, and this is so fun. I'm honored to be here. Yeah. For sure. Okay, well, we will also drop that link in the show notes of whatever podcasting app you happen to be listening on or on our website so that you guys can make sure to connect with Banshee. Thank you so much for being here again. This has been so fun. And until next time, may your books be your lover. And YA, your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.